You're very welcome to Tree Talk episode 205 with myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Another bumper uh, weekend of action. Look forward to and some weekend to look back on. We have a share of hurling and football to come this weekend. A load of semi-finals. The, the championships are really heating up. We had a couple of finals last weekend. So stay tuned for all that and more. The impression of the game, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it. No more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. A good afternoon to you, Matt, of, of this Wednesday. It's it's dreary enough out there. It's fairly grey. I was in McNeville last night for under twenty one hurling between Munger and Parswell. But it was it was alright. It was a lot better than this time last year. I was in McNeville for another twenty ones game. But uh it's definitely that, that, was no, it's played, it's played on the main field where the, the new stand has been developed. Um, good game, 121 apiece. Uh, yeah, Patswell had uh, Patrick Kirby sent off in the first half, but they were five ahead at halftime. Um, Munger got the lead. Liam Lynch came on. It was good to see him back after his knee injury. Good. They went yeah. two or three clear, and Patswell got a goal from a very long free win straight into net. I suppose a draw was deserved, but, you know, it's... It's real wintry season when you have the 21s hurling, um, but it, it's great to see them games being played. But we will start very with Hurland. Very good what? to see Liam Lynch back. Liam Lynch back and picking up where he left off, scoring the goal. Oh, yeah. I think he scored. He went straight onto the freeze. First ball he got, he won a free, uh, slotted over. I think he got 1-4. One, 1-1 one, one of that was from play. But, I mean, he's the real difference maker, not only for 21s, but uh, the senior team will be looking just for him to get through that campaign and I suppose he'd probably be with the number 20s next year as well, um, such as his talent. But we will start with Hurling today. Um, we'll go through the senior Hurling final, semi-finals we had last weekend. We obviously have junior intermediate um, semi-finals this weekend. We had Camogie. And we'll go on then to the football and finish predictions. Um, if there's anyone out there that wants to miss any of that, that's probably the, the lay land for today. But one thing we've noticed, starting with the inter-county scene today, Matt, one thing we've noticed, I suppose, over the last 24 hours was the the sequence for the Munster Championship next year for 2023, and you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself, but we have the sequence for the Munster Championship as Limerick go in search of a five in a row for the first time ever, from my understanding and my checking the records. But starting with Walsh Park, Matt, um, haven't been there since 2019, obviously a big win that time. Then uh, then you're welcoming Clare to the Gaelic Crowns. You're going then to Simple Stadium and then Cork, at home in the final round. Um, exciting times. Any any way these games would have been laid out in the Munch Championship was going to be difficult, but the Limerick will still be the team to beat when we start again probably next April or May. Yeah, like um this this now um uh, information is on the um Munster Council, Munster GA website. 
And um, you're right. Um, any day you have to go to Walsh Park, it's a tricky start, Jack. It's a, it's a tricky game. And um, it, it, it will be very interesting to see how Waterford will, will regroup um, under, um, under Davy Fitz's second coming. And um, uh, we'll, be, we'll be keeping a close eye on them during, during the league campaign. Um, but one way or the other, Jack, it's going to be a serious, serious, serious test. And then we, we, you know, we have to face Clare in the repeat of the Munster final of, of this year. In in the in the second round, we have a bye in the third round before we travel to Torles. And um, uh, who knows what kind of a team Tipperary will have this year? I I suspect that it will be a much improved Tipperary. Um, Dean Cahill has gone in there. Um, he will be relying, I would imagine, on a lot of the players that helped him to win back-to-back on the 20 and 21 All-Irelands. And um, then we conclude with a game against Cork at the, at, 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 um, at the TUS Gaelic ground. So, it's, you know, like, it's amazing. Here we are embroiled in the middle of the, of the um, club action in the split season. And, and the focus is beginning to slightly turn towards the championship, the Monster Senior Championship of next summer. But... Um, that that's that's the way the GA works these days. So um, yeah, look, I I really think that the sequence doesn't matter. Um, if 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 you're good enough, um, you 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 will come through, and um, it, it's the ultimate test of any county, um, especially the two counties that will advance to to contest the Munster final and the 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 third county that will will um will um, go through to the All-Ireland series. Um, like Limerick's lofty ambitions of five in a row, it it has to be, I suppose, in normal circumstances, probably, and all things being equal, um, the first thing starting out every year would be to avoid being in the bottom two and and missing the cut. Um, but um, don't ask me for predictions at this stage, Jack. Um but, but look, it, it is what it is. We knew, we knew before any sequence or anything like that, we were going to Waterford, we were going to Turles, and um, that's that's the way it, it has panned out and Claire at home in the second round. You know, as you rightly said, Jack, that there is no easy game in the Munster Championship. Uh, the structure of the Munster Championship is such now, and indeed, I suppose, the same for the Leinster Championship, but maybe not to the same extent. Um but the reality is, um, two from five for the Munster final could be any two from five. You know, so yeah. um, a lot to look forward to. And of course, the football draw was made during the week as well. Yeah. It was made on Thursday night. And Limerick, by virtue of the fact that they played um, reached the Munster final last year, were seeded along with Kerry. So in, in the semi final, Limerick will be facing the winners of the quarter final between Cork and Clare. Whilst Kerry we will will face the winners of the the Waterford versus Tipperary quarterfinal, so you know something um, um, you know something for Ray Dimsey to be to be thinking about. Um, it, it's it's he's going to meet one of the old firm in the possibly in the semi final if they get over Clare, and um, it, it it it's it's going to be a battle of division two sides because for the forthcoming league Clare Cork. And Limerick are all in Division Two of the Football League, so 
um, we, 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 we'll get sneak previews of, of um, how they match up to each other during the league. Yeah, we'll certainly have a rematch in the Munster football semi-final. I just said with both those teams in Division 2. And likewise, for the Hurland, there was never going to be an easy draw. But Limerick will certainly go into the championship as favourites. Again, no dates on those games. But judging by this year, it'll be kind of mid-April. The Hurland will probably start. And by the time Limerick played football, it'll probably be into May, considering they're in the semi-final. But that's all ahead of us. We have more pressing issues to come this weekend. And as I said, we'll start with the Hurland. And we'll begin by looking back briefly on last weekend's uh, Limerick Senior Hurling Championship semi-finals. Um, on Saturday, Napiershig were relatively dominant, 123-9 to nine winners over South Liberties. Fairly straightforward, straightforward for uh, the Caradavan side, who would have been heavy favourites for the game. But on Sunday, uh, it was an epic. Outside of the scoreline, it, it finished 113-2-9 to two nine in favour of Kilmallock against Stoon. Doon for... For the majority of the game looked like they were going to be the winners, but uh we have Kilmallock and the Piercing. If you had if you were a gambling man to start the year, you would have said that would probably be your pairing at the end of the year. But it's a Mountwater tie. We'll look into it in, in full next week. But for this weekend, Matt, I suppose the Piercing were dominant, Kilmallock scraped through. We've said before that you probably want that test in the semi-final, and by God, the Kilmallock get that off doing. They did, they did. Um they did. Um you know, it 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 it, it was salvage, salvaging the final place right at the uh, at, at the death, and um, it 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 reminds me of the cliche: it's better to be nearly drowned than nearly saved. Um, because for Kilmallock, you know, for coming coming in the home straight, it looked as if it had to be doomsday. But Kilmallock hung in there. I, I I just I wasn't at the game, but I saw the game back, and. Um, like Jack, the, the conditions were absolutely atrocious. Um, it, it would be impossible for somebody to explain to somebody that wasn't there how bad the conditions were. The, the, the amount of torrential rain that fell and like it spoiled in some ways um, a, a game that would be one of the showcase games of the year. Um, uh, you had a stellar cast and it, it was both... It, it was a semi-final that was going to showcase everything that's good about Limerick Hurling because we saw their semi-final. Uh, we saw their final group game in which they drew down and fed them up. And, and um, like they, they produced an epic on that day again. Now, some of the stars on both sides were missing. But I think Malak will be very, very happy to get over the line and they'll be very, very happy with the type of test that they have got. In, in, in the semi-final, it's it, it's in many ways an ideal preparation for a final to really have to dig out your semi-final. And, and that's what they did. And full credit to them. Um, you know, at one stage, they were seven points down um, when Dean Coleman got the goal early in the second half. And um, it, it looked bleak for Kilmallock at that stage, but by God, did they dig in there. And, you know... Um, it's not in Kilmallock's DNA to lay down arms. And, um, you know, they certainly didn't. And they, they kept plugging away, plugging away, plugging away. And eventually that, that goal from Robbie Egan at the finish, you know, it certainly broke Dune hearts. And you, you one couldn't but have sympathy for Dune. Like, um, uh, it's, 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 one of those, it's one of those stories, again, another chapter in the Dune story, of being so near, but yet so far, um, like 
it 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 it, 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 it was a heartbreaking way to go out of the championship right at the death. Um, but of course, we've always said that um, the, the most dangerous lead in hurling our football is two points going going in the home straight. And uh, by God, it 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 it, it, it was brought to bear again. But I think Kilmallock will be very very happy. First of all, to get over the line. But I think they would be very, very happy with the test that they have got because you must remember that Dune came in with a certain advantage in that they had a quarter final. And they had a very, very good quarter final with Kildaimo Palace Kenry, which really sharpened them up for the semi final and probably gave them the edge. And um, like uh, they, 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 they started off, I guess, you know, as if they had a, a grip in the thing. And like when you go seven points up, um, in 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 a game, and uh, normally it's not a lot in hurling, but on a bad day like it was, um, it can become a bit of a mountain to climb. But um, Kilmallock found a response, and um, I, I, as I said, I, I, I think they will be happy. They will be happy first of all to get over the semi final, not uh, having got there through the direct route, and they, they really really got a test, and. Um, uh, date goal or not, you'd have to say um, that they passed the test. Yeah, they certainly passed the test and they did leave it late and I suppose for doing it, you mentioned there, just another heartbreaking defeat that's two semi-finals in a row. There was a final previous year, semi-final year before that in the final in 18, but they will make that breakthrough, you know, it's just a matter of if or when, not if, but it is Kilmallock, it is in the pier, it's a really mouth-watering, exciting day, but that's on the 30th of October, we'll be glad to have the Gaelic Grounds back, but un- until then, um, we'll, we'll park the Senior Hurling Championship. Also confirmed is so the then, Just looking back on, looking back on the, um, uh, the Napierstreet um, South Liberties game, like, I suppose, it, 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 look, it was going to be a bridge too far for South Liberties. But, you know, I they had invested so much, I would imagine, in getting that win over Patrick's Well. That probably they, 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 there wasn't enough in the tank um, to really, to really trouble the piercy. But um, they stayed with him for half an hour, you know, and because in that that third quarter, which very often in games is the defining period, um, that that piercy drew clear and and um, um, like the piercy were odds on favourites, and I suppose they were odds on favourites from the start of the year. In reality, Jack to make it to the final, yeah. and. Um, their favourites, um, their favourites to win the final um, at this remove, you know. But uh, that's for another day. We'll be talking about it next week. But um, I, you know, full credit to 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 um, to uh, South Liberties. They have they've, they've struck a blow for for section section B, and um, like we we really got the answer that that we were looking for and that we were hoping for. That the gap between A and B had been closed because, as I said, and at the risk of being repetitive here on this in this platform, that in the early days of A and B, there was huge disparity when it came to the quarterfinals. And um, that went out the window last year when we, we, we had those two very close quarterfinals. We've we've had two great quarterfinals this year, and and finally, and finally, a team from section B has got over the line. Which can only be good for the game in the county, and um, and they 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 went in and they 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 broke what was the, what was the preserve of four of four clubs, and um, 
We, you know, we were scratching our head here for the last two or three years, wondering who would break into that top four. We've got our answer now, South Liberties, and certainly we'll, that will give an awful lot of encouragement, you know, to the Adairs, the Ahans, the Bally Browns of this world, the Kildama Palace Kinry of this world. Um, Kildama Palace Kinry have shown in their quarterfinal performance against Dune that I think they will be quite comfortable and quite formidable when, when, um, when Section A comes around in 2023. Yeah, um, I suppose one of the stories of the championship will be South Liberties and likewise um, Kildare Palace Kennery, but we are down to the final two and at the end of the day it's all about winning the championship and it'll be one of Kilmallock or Napiersig, something we've come accustomed to over the years, but they meet in the Gaelic Grounds on the 30th of October. We also have the final in the Premier Intermediate Championship. It'll be Brough against Monaline. The day, the day before that, the 29th, Monaline came past Effen for the second time in a week and Brough needed extra time against Newcastle West. Again, we'll look into or in fully next week, but briefly, the, the semi-finals, you know, they both delivered. Um, Monaline won by six in the end, but it was, it was nip and tuck throughout and Obviously, Brough won by one point after 80 minutes. It just goes to show how evenly matched those teams have been throughout championship and another, I suppose, star beside Terminator Media Championship that has been, as we always say every year, probably the standout competition in Limerick, Ireland. Yeah, Jack, you, 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 you're right. And, um, you know, um, <clears throat> travelling down to Fedemar on Sunday one would be excused for, for um, thinking that Perhaps, you know, it, it was going to be another mismatch like the, the, the previous week. But I, for one, certainly didn't believe that that was going to happen because you had a confluence of events the previous week when um, um, Mona Lean really hit the high spots with a top-class performance and Effen didn't show up. Um, when, when you get that type of thing, you, 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 get distorted, um, you, get, you, you get a distorted result. But... Um, Effen really, really put it up to Monaline. Oh, Monaline, definitely, without question. They earned their right to be in the county final on Saturday week. Um, they, they were made fight all the way. There was only three points in it um, with, with um, one minute of regulation time left. Now, they, they hit, uh, Monaline hit five points at that stage in jig time, in slightly less than five minutes. Um, you know, it, it 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 was a fantastic scoring sequence, and it really put the game beyond Effen's reach. But to Effen's credit, they kept plugging away, plugging away, and and um, Fergal O'Connor and um, Patrick O'Donovan, who by the way ended up with twelve points in the game, um, he, they they picked off late points. Like um, if Effen were going nowhere, they battled to the very end, which which we expected, and they asked serious questions of Monaline and. Monaline, I think, you know, when, it, when it was all over, there must have a sense of relief, not just mm. that they got through, but that they got a decent game in preparation for, for, for the county final. And that's certainly what they got. Evan gave them a decent, serious test. And again, as we were talking about Kilmallock and Dune, um, in the, it was the ideal preparation, in my view, for going into a county final. Now, the Brough game, um, I didn't see it, obviously, but um, it was a humdinger. And I suppose it's another phase, Jack, in in the development of the Newcastle West in Premier, uh, Intermediate Hurlers. 
Like they 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 have been coming gradually since they they won the intermediate championship in 2020, made the semi final last year, were well beaten by Capamore, came back again this year. Um, now that that's making the semi final last year was under the truncated format, where we had four teams of three, and um, uh, but this year um, it was full belt, um, eight teams, seven rounds. They came through to the semi final. And by God, did they come close to the final. Um, they're, um, the, the Newcastle West hurlers are a group of hurlers that are upwardly mobile. Now, in, 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 in our predictions, I predicted that Brough would win because I believed that they would. But by God, um, did they get a test. Um, they, they, got a, they got a serious, serious test. So in terms of semifinals, Jack, both teams have got the ideal games that they'd want. Yeah, definitely. Um, as I said, one went to extra time and one was there thereabouts for majority after playing the same team the previous week. And it's very hard to beat the same team twice in a season, not to mind in a week. So, um, mm. yeah, that final is the 29th of October, the day before the senior final, Brough and Marlene. Um, moving and forward, it's in Kilmallock. In Kilmallock, yes, of course. Moving on to this weekend, then, Matt, we have the semi-finals in the intermediate hurling and the junior will start with intermediate and I suppose we'll start with Napiersi who play Granabell and Gary um, this weekend, this Sunday afternoon in Clarine at one o'clock. Um, Napiersi were to stand, well, one of, one of two standout teams, we'll get to the other one in a minute, but Napiersi obviously won all their group games. Um, we're in the final in, in 2020 but they play a, a Granabell and Gary side. They got to the semi-final last year, not too long ago since they were Premier Intermediate Senior. You know, and the Piercing, you have to bear in mind, that have a senior final to look forward to and an intermediate football final to look forward to. So, I mean, you know, huge work being done there. But even though the Piercing won all their five games, it, it is an interesting one like that you could see go either way. It is an interesting game that, that you could go, that um, you could make cogent arguments for for both sides in this one and um, I, I, I've been very impressed with Granabell and Gary over the last two years Jack they've been building 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 and um, as you rightly flagged they were in the semi-final um, in last year now they haven't been to a final since 2005 but um, a, a lot of years in the interim they have been playing senior and premier intermediate um, so but um, you know they were unluckily beaten by Effen in the semi-final last year. They, 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 they you know Effen had to put out all the stops, um, to put them away last year. And they have had a very impressive record, Jack, in this year's group phase. Even though they didn't finish top of the pile, they lost their opening game to Croke Kilfinney by a point. And um, it, it, uh, you, they have really gathered momentum since with four straight wins, some of them very convincing in the group stage, and then a very convincing win over Dune in the quarterfinal, which brings me to the point again uh, about the usefulness of going the quarterfinal route if you can get over it. And um, like Napierschik have, have been inactive through no fault of their own um, uh, be because of the structure that they, that they made it directly to the semi-final. But um, I, I think that this is going to be a very, very close um, I was listening to the narrative um, earlier this week, and, and people saying, "Look, it's 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 um, it's going to be it's going to be Nepersik." I I don't think it's as simple as that at all. Um, I I I 
I think um, there's something about Annabelle and Gary Jack that, um, you know, I, I, they, they're going to make it very, very difficult for the Bears. Yeah, I'll get predictions for, for that game in a while. But looking into the other semi-final then, Croke, Kilfinney versus Granabell and Gary. Croke again won each of their five games. They were the finalists last year. You know, they won the junior in 2020. They haven't really put a foot wrong, really, in two years. You know, FM were very good in the final last year. There was no complaints there. To play a Granabell and Gary, or a Palace Green side, you know, that only won two of their group games. But when you consider that Granabell and Gary and Croke were also in the group, you know, you can kind of see why. And they, it's... It's not a, you'd, you'd see this one is probably more straightforward, but Palace Green certainly have a shock in them. And you know, it's not that long since they were Premier Intermediate as well. You know, they have far more pedigree, Croke, at a higher level, but it does seem like Croke are on an upper trajectory, just that slight bit more than Palace Green. Yeah, and of course, they've already met in the championship this year, and uh, um, the, 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 the scoreboard um, certainly would. That the final scoreline would certainly whet the appetite for Sunday's game because it ended Croke Kilfinney 19 points and Palace Green 115. So, um, yeah, look, Palace Green, um, I thought Palace Green would not beat Brewery. They did. They were convincingly beaten in the quarterfinal last year by Brewery and they, they turned it right around this year. And um, as you flagged, Jack, they, they, they were quite lucky to... Um, uh, to um, make it to the to to the quarterfinal stage because they did so with two wins, um, and uh, they had to rely on a last day win. They they, they beat Nakaderi in the first round, didn't suffer three straight defeats, um, as you rightly said to Granabell and Gary and to Crockett Finney and also to Kilmallock, and um, they won on the last day um, against um, Hospital Herberstown. But it's the same day Croke Kilfinney were beating Nakaderi. And that opened the door for, for um, um, Palace Green to get in and hit. We're losing that there. Um, I think you're just going on to say that uh, Nakaderi and Palace Green both finished on four points in that group, but uh, by virtue of that first round win. Over uh, Nakaderi, Palace Green went through. Um, as Matt said as well, they beat Brewery um, in the quarterfinal. You cut out there, Matt. Um, I was explaining yeah, there that the Gremlins that, are that, again. I was that, just that, explaining that, there that that um, Palace Green and uh, Nakaderi finished equal on points in that first round win. Came back to haunt Nakaderi, I suppose, and to give Palace did, Green the lifeline they needed. But they've you know beaten Brewery as you said. Of, but, uh, They've, 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 they've grabbed it with both hands and, 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 and full credit to them. And we've known over the years, Jack, you know, that there are fewer more dogged championship contenders year in, year out than Palace Green. Uh, they're, they're a team that don't die easily, Jack. And, um, yeah. they, you know, they're, they're, they're not um, going to Clahan on Sunday to make up numbers. Um they they, 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 they they will be going with a mission to, to make it to the county final, um, which, of course, is to be expected, naturally, when you're in the semi-final. But, um, you know, um, they've, they've pulled one shot. Maybe maybe uh, the rabbit is out of the hat now or the genie out of the bottle. But um, uh, I, I think they'll give a very good account of themselves. We'll be coming to predictions later. 
Yeah, and you know, I think the the biggest uh, thing to go into that game is they played it already, and there was only one point in it, so you're hoping for more of the same. But I will get you to call it in a while. Similarly, the we have the junior semi-finals this weekend. Um, Drum Brawford versus Patrick Swell and Khalidi versus St. Kieran's. Both those games are on Saturday at three o'clock in Croke and Newcastle, respectively. We'll start in Croke with the meeting of Drum Brawford and Patrick Swell. Patrick Swell have won every game so far this year, but they did they did really steal the win against Dune in the quarterfinals, whereas Drum have probably been more um building to this this point and probably one of their most impressive victories was against Castel Ballygrand in, in the quarters, who are always a contender in the junior championship. I will get you for a prediction in a while, but if you were, you know, somewhat weighing this game up, where would you think it's going to be won and lost or who was the form team? Well, you know, we, we've had very little opportunity, Jack, to, to, to see the Junior A Championship because it has been coincided with the Senior and and uh, Premier Intermediate. And, and um, you know, we're really poking in the dark in this one. But um, I, your analysis of, of, of Trump Broadford, I basically concur with it. Um, but um, Patrick Spell are dogged defenders, are, are dogged championship contenders and like they, they've been there or thereabouts for you know a couple of years now, but so have from Colour Broadford. But um I I have a sense, just as you have a sense, that it may be Drum Broadford will get over the line on this one. I I think they probably will because they've been building up nicely. But um and th- th- this is the caveat and that that which we inserted um often enough in this platform this year of combining hurling and football. And now they're into the really business end of the competitions in both hurling and football. Come Saturday evening, from Broadford could conceivably Jack be in two county finals with um with a considerable I'd say overlap of players. Yeah, they do they do seem to have a lot of players overlapping and it does mm-hmm. seem the case, as you mentioned there, that if if the footballers are going well the hurlers do as well. And, and vice versa. Now, that was, isn't the case, but a lot of time this year, it has been. But from seeing Patrick Swills under-21s last year, there was a share of lads that haven't been burned. Now, some of them might have been underage for the adult, but there's a lot of nice hurlers coming through in Patrick Swell. So, I mean, and they are the form team, you know, on paper with six wins coming into it. But Drum lost their first, then Drew, but they put four wins in back-to-back and seem to get better. So, you know, it's interesting. The other one then, St. Kieran's versus Khalidi. In, in Newcastle West, Khalidi, by the skin of their teeth, got past Gregora Manister, needing penalties to see off Gregora um, in the quarterfinals. St. Kieran's far more straightforward against Kiltili Drumkeen. They've also won each of their, their six games this year. They were the, the finalists last year. You know, Khalidi lost their second most recent game to Castellan Valley Grand. Now, I know they were true already, but St. Kieran's are definitely the form team coming into this game. Yeah, they're the form team, doesn't the doubt not about it and getting back again to the dual conundrum. Um uh, that that has been off the table for the last what nearly three weeks now. Um for yeah. for St. Kieran's. They were going well in the senior football and now and there's there's quite a considerable crossover and um uh, they, 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 they they have full focus now on 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 um going one better than last year in the junior A championship, in which they were narrowly beaten by Caroline. And you, you must remember, Caroline was subsequently beaten by a point or two in the Munster Championship by Bally Giblin. 
who were beaten yeah. in the All Ireland final by a point, won the Munster Championship. He beats Kehina Rinkham, but were just beaten by one point in the All Ireland final. So, um, yeah, I, you know, Kilidi have been threatening with a breakthrough um, for a number of years now, and um, appear to have a decent squad, a good squad of players. Um, but I, I, I think um, when it comes to the, the, the knockout stages of this competition, St. Kearns will de- derive, you know, they, they will derive great experience um, from going so close last year. And um, as well as getting the experience, it, it will be uh, it will be the spur and the goal to get them to go that step further. And um, they have they have been quite convincing. In, in this in in this competition to date, but it's 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 going to be a West Derby, you know, in many ways, and it's it's um, bragging rights are going to be up for grabs as well. So, you know, I don't say it's one of those ones where form goes out the window, but you know, form would tend um, to suggest that Saint Kieran's um, will make it back to the final. Yeah, on form, you'd, you'd imagine Saint Kieran's come through, but you did mention the West Derby aspect of it you know it, it is a really fascinating tie you know and probably the standout tie of, of those four semi-finals look forward to probably the most evenly balanced on paper but um the two junior finals semi-finals are on saturday the two intermediate then on sunday and um, the best look to all those teams we'll get predictions going forward and um, we will move on now to camogie before we get to the we'll round out with the football but in the Camogie, I suppose, just an update on the senior championship. There's appeals, the decisions haven't been made on those appeals. So it's still up in the air with the senior championship. But we did have the conclusion of both the intermediate and junior. Um, and they were crowned intermediate champions and Galbally were comprehensive junior champions. You were at both games, Matt. Um, we'll start with the junior. Um, and we had with Galtier Gales last week in the, the ladies junior football final. But as comprehensive a win you'll want in a final, and I suppose an indicator to any of the teams intermediate next year that they, they won't be any easy games against Calvary. No, there 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 won't, Jack. And it, it was their third final and final appearance in a row. And I, I suppose um you know um they 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 they're really, really um now they were a bit slow in starting. They, they 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 had a strong breeze or whatever that it wasn't exactly blown straight down the field, but it was blowing definitely in their favour in the first half. It took them quite a bit of time to to make it count. They got a couple of goals on the lead up to half time, one right at the death, actually the last book of the first half, and uh, they had they 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 had gone clear two ten to two points at half time, and um, like it. Denise Mullins was playing full forward and basically, Jack, she was unplayable. She ended up with two eight, you know, um, and that included um, blasting a penalty over the bar, a penalty which she won herself. And um, she was obviously directing it for the top corner, but just skimmed over the bar. But uh, she ended up with two eight. She, she, she was just outstanding. And so too was Emma Morrissey. Emma Morrissey ended up with two four. And, um, Caroline Fitzgerald, who's only a 16-year-old. Very, very, very exciting corner forward, Jack. She ended up with three goals. So it 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 it, it was very, very one-sided, but my hat goes out to um Black Rock F and um uh, 
they 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 really hit um hit um met Galbley um Galbley at their very best. And I suppose events um conspired to a certain degree to to, to against them because they've only been playing Adult Camogie since twenty nineteen, which is it's a phenomenal rise um to make it through to a first final in, in, in after three years. But they, they they were missing two of their best top players, Ellen Meehan and Laura O'Connor, who were a big loss to them. And as challengers and as underdogs, you need everything to be going your way. So um, I don't know who won the task, but they ended up um, playing against the Breeze in the first half. So had 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 they played with the Breeze in the first half, got a bit of a lead, um, it may not have, it probably wouldn't have altered the result, but we would, but we would have a much better game. Um, but certainly, Galbley will be no pushover. Um, like in the environment of intermediate, uh, Camogie and Limerick, um, I, I, I feel they'll, they'll, they'll be quite comfortable. Yeah, and you know, if you can do it in the biggest stage like that, you'd imagine you can be doing it in the, in the other games. Well, congratulations to Galbley under promotion. Commiserations, BlackRock, Evan, Evan, um, just didn't happen on the day for them. And then in the in the intermediate final, it was a closer affair. But we had mentioned that, you know, Adair's firepower and and you know intercounty players might prove the difference in the day. And I think that's the case as Adair made it back to back wins. You know, it's it's easy to forget they were only junior champions, double junior champions in twenty twenty one. But their rise to senior ranks is complete. They'll play in the top tier next year, but uh, you know, a, a much closer game between Adair and Crockett Finney. We were expecting that, Jack, and you know, the conditions uh, were no different to what they were in Brough. Absolutely, absolutely appalling, appalling, and um, it it you know it it was it was a close game, a very close game, and um, you know, full credit. Um, full credit to both sides, Jack. They, they gave it everything. I suppose you'd expect that in the county final. But the conditions were so adverse, you know that that um, that you, you know they, they they really put on a decent performance. Now, Jack Michelle Michelle Gallagher there, in the, who's the manager of it there and her management team there, they have assembled and fine-tuned a, a very fine Adair squad. Now I, I got a hint of that at, uh, in twelve months ago when they won the junior A final. I was at the junior A final, and you know I came away saying to myself, and I said to some others around the place, you know, watch them in the intermediate championship, and um, that that's 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 how it turned out to be. They've assembled a very 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 good squad, and um, I I I think they, they, Adair will actually relish um, the opportunity to benchmark themselves against the best. Um, Camogie um, clubs at senior level. I think they 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 won't be lost at all. But you 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 were talking about um um uh, intercounty players and and they really really stood up now. Sophie O'Callaghan in the first half now. Um, uh, Crokilfinny um had the aid of the breeze and the elements in the first half, and all that Kelleher had two points up on the board inside three minutes from freeze, and um. It, it looked as if they were really, really going to make the elements count, but that's not the way it worked, Jack. Um, um, Sophie O'Callaghan and Grace McNamara, who was moved to full back, um, she normally plays up front um, in the absence of Louise Butler. Um, they, they really battened down the hatches and um, 
Uh, they, they, they held them. They, they, they got two points themselves. Um, Cueva Costello got a point from uh, free. Annie Giltonan got the first point of the game from play. And um, about three minutes from the uh, halftime, uh, uh, Finney got a very, very good goal. Um, finished off by Noreen Dinahan. But, the, you, you know, the Omens didn't look good um, for Brian Sexton and his Pro Kilfinney side because um, three points was a very, very slender lead um, given, given the, the, the strength of the breeze. But it, still in all, it took, it, took, um, it, it took a day or, what, 11 minutes to get in front. Got a couple of Cueva Costello freeze. And um, then in the 41st minute, they got a cracking cracker of goal finished by Ashling Connolly, the two-time All-Star with Galway. And um, oh, she look, um, well, once it came to her and once she was in possession, like that, there, there was only going to be one result. And they opened up a six-point lead, a four-point lead. But Kilfinney um, against the elements, to their credit, they plugged and plugged and plugged away and eventually got a point. I think it was about the 53rd minute, their first score uh, of the second half from an Orla Kelleher free. And then a minute or two later, um, uh, Keelan Madigan in a, in a goal mode scramble finished to the net. So we had a level game. But immediately from the puck out, um, uh, Quiva Costello got a point. She got the score of the game. It was a point for the ages. It was really, Quiver was named player of the match after, but it was really a big player stepping up in, in Adair's hour of need. She got an excellent point, and um, she got another point later from the free. But they won by two points, but it was a very, very good game, considering the conditions. An absolutely huge crowd. You can only guess what kind of a crowd would be there had the weather conditions be more favourable. Yeah. But... Um, um, it, 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 was, it was an enjoyable game in so far as that we were able to stay dry, and and um, like it, it 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 was a fitting finale to the intermediate championship for this year. But of course, um, you know we knew that um, Adair were coming in with pedigree, and I I, I think um, they, they they really made a statement of intent um, when they knocked out uh, last year's runners up Monaline in the semi final. Um, but Croke and Finney are in a good place, Jack. They're in a good place if they keep their squad together. They're in a very good place. It was only 12 months ago that they were dicing with being relegated to Junior A. And um, they have regrouped and regrouped and uh, and um, they will be a formidable force going forward. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you need derby players to stand up. Um, that's exactly what happened for there. And as you mentioned, you... you You'd have no fear for them in the senior ranks next year, even though they were only junior last year, you know. But um, congratulations to Adair and Galway on, on winning those Camogie titles. Um, before we get into football, Matt, we've seen a share of initiatives around, I suppose, supporting the referee and giving respect and getting respect. And I think it is important to, you know, to acknowledge that, that these people are giving up their time. And at the end of the day, there'll be, there'll be no games without the referees. We've seen an awful lot of, you know, unsavory incidents in very recent weeks to do with referees but you know it is important to give them respect and they are human and they will make mistakes like everybody does but just to understand that they're they're giving up their time and they're making the game you know accessible to all and there'd be no games out and i think that's the most important point and no one goes out to to ruin a game i don't think anyone does that so i think it's important just to give respect and you'll get respect then in, in in turn 
Yeah, that that that's correct, Jack. And um, the, the the GAA have have um, taken an initiative um, which will come into play this weekend. Um, it's respect the referee day, um, which will be uh, in place over Saturday and Sunday. You know, and I, I I'm somebody you you know how I feel about abuse towards referees and all that sort of stuff, but I welcome it. You know, and I, I welcome it, warmly welcome it. And, but there's another half of me, Jack, uh, that says I deeply regret that we have to take these initiatives um, uh, to, to, um, to respect the men and women who we cannot have our games without, the referees. And when I say that, I, 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 ex I, I, I would like to expand it to the referee and his or her officials, umpires and linesmen. These are volunteers. These are dedicated GAA people whose only interest is in the smooth running of our games, going out and arbitrating in what they see. No agendas, nothing like that. And look, um, I'm delighted with the, the, the initiative, as I said, but half of me is disappointed that it had to come to this in, 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 in um, alerting people. Like the, the, the unsavory incidents, we, we, we see, you know, they're becoming too common, Jack. And the abuse of referees from mentors and from spectators and, and all that sort of stuff, Jack, it has to stop. There is no place for it. There is no place for it and should not be tolerated. Now, I, 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 I think they're looking at the, the, the uh, as, as part of the initiative, um, they're, they're, they're looking at the rules with a, a view to how referees report such incidents and um, how such incidents will be dealt with. And I would be advocating that, that um, these incidents would be dealt with with the sternest possible sanctions. Because we're we're going to come we're coming towards the day, Jack, where we're and we already have a shortage of referees. Because like if you see the plethora of games that's on in our own county this very weekend, Jack, across so many um across so many mainly hurling this weekend, you've intermediate, you've junior, and you've a whole raft of under twenty ones and two senior football games. There's a referee needed for every one of them, Jack. Mm. I think some of, the, some of these men are doing two and three games at weekends. It just isn't fair. And then, you know, um, disrespect being huddled that, that way, I just, I'm afraid I don't get it and I don't tolerate it. Yeah, and I suppose the message goes to the, the linesmen and umpires and, you know, everyone that helps out in the game, you know, the referees are, are the figureheads, but, you know, anyone that's there to officiate um, needs to be given the due respect. But I think it is important to highlight it and there's a lot of initiates. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be critical of a lot of the diktats that come out from Croke Park, but that that's a very, very welcome one. You know, that's and it, it, it's, sad, it's sad that they have to go down this road and um, but uh, down this road they're going and I hope it will be the catalyst for a dramatic change in mindset towards referees and their officials. I'm qualifying that by saying um, it's not just the referee, the man in the middle. It's the team of seven. 
forum person, he's two linesmen. They deserve the same respect. Yeah, I suppose anyone going to a game this weekend, maybe just take that moment before we go, just to just to be calm and, and just take whatever decision comes, just to take it at face value, because again, no one goes out to, to do a team or to ruin a game, but yeah, let's give respect and, and let's get it. Um, I said we, we concluded the football, Matt, and we have two really exciting quarterfinals in the Senior Football Championship. We have Newcastle West versus Monoline at one o'clock, and then we have Adair versus Father Casey's at four o'clock, both those games. On Sunday, um, starting at Skeeton with Newcastle West versus Monoline, two sides that are no strangers to each other at this stage of competition, obviously met there last year, there's only one point in it, and Newcastle West went on to win the championship. They played in the first round of the championship this year, and Newcastle West, I think, were five-point victors, but Monlene have been steadily building aside from the, the loss to Newcastle and Casey's. Um, you know, again, Mon or Newcastle West are the farm team, are the defending champions, are the bookies' favourites, everyone's favourites. But when these two teams meet, it, it's always really close, man. It is, Jack, and you, you you're absolutely right. Um, all the all the forum pointers are towards Newcastle West. They're the defending champions. They're through to the semi final directly. They have won all five games. Um, whilst Mo- Monoline, uh, you know, Monoline went into the last two games, Jack, with two points. And um, were wondering if they would make it through or not. But they beat Tahan and Galbi in the last two games, which propelled them up to six points and into the into the, um, into the the quarterfinals. But this, would, this, wouldn't, this wouldn't be the first time that Monoline have been in this situation. They tend, um, they tend quite a bit to be slow starters. And, and slow bonus. and But by God, when it comes to the knockout stage of the competition, you know, they, they, they are a different animal, as we saw in the, in, in the quarterfinal against St. Kieran's. And um, um, it's, 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 it's going to be a big ask of, of, of Mona Lean, but um, when, when these two meet, you, 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 you brightly flag that there has been very, very little between them. They met in the semi-final last year and it was, you know, touch and go right on to the end until Newcastle West finally got over the line by 11 points to 10. You know, yeah. it, would, it, would, it was one of those games where um, Newcastle West had to pull out all the stops and um, to, um, to, 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 to see off the challenge of Monaleen. And I, I don't think it would be much different on... on, on um, on Sunday in in, in Skeeton. Um but I I I think I I'm believing that Newcastle West. I've seen them earlier on in the year. I believe that they're a better team than they were last year. I, I think they have they have moved on a bit and um, they they they've moved up a level. And um, uh, the day I saw them, now they were without um, they were without Keen Sheehan, and of course. You know what he brings to the table. He's he's not an all-star nominee for fun, like you know. So, um, a, you know, he's just a simply fantastic top player. You know, I think you and I reached the consensus last year that that he was the player of the senior football championship. You know, so he, he's he's back on board now at the, at this stage. So, like I, I saw him on lean a couple of times. I think Brian Donovan, who's a, such a huge key player for him. Is is in the form of his life, absolutely, and um, 
like they have a very good sprinkling of good players and like you needn't go any further than the goalkeeper Donald O'Sullivan. What a servant he has been to his club in his county. And um, he, he, he takes a certain amount of the freeze for him and um, uh, quite a few of them with success. So um, like it's going to be a very, very interesting game. Um, it, it's one of those games, Jack, I'd sum up by saying that whichever one of them will be in the final will deserve to be there. Yeah. And you know, we talk about a lot about Newcastle there and they've probably been the best team on paper in the championship for the bones of a decade now. But I think it's fair to say every year they generally have one complacent display. Um, you know, last year the first round against Calibri, they were quite poor and they just they got through it and they went on in I think was it twenty nineteen they lost to Ula and, and rebounded, but twenty eighteen the six sticks out for me when they were beaten by Belly Landers when you know, and the previous year they were beaten by Adair in the final when they would have been heavily favoured to win both those games. That if there is any complacency this weekend, Monlin are a team that can certainly take advantage of that. And Monlin will be desperate to get back to a final because for a powerhouse mm-hmm. in football, they haven't been there in, in six years, which is a long time for them. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lifetime for Monlin not to, not to have been there, not to have been there for six years. But they, 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 they are a very, very good. A very very good football team, and uh, um, uh, you're right when you say that that um, uh, Newcastle West um, invariably over the years have some blip in some game, and uh, very often it, it it has been costly. But Newcastle West have never won back to back titles in Limerick. Now Mona Lean will be coming in, and look, um, I hate bringing this up all the time, but it, it's a fact of life. And it, 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 they will be coming in with the advantage of, an, of a quarterfinal. Hmm. Whilst, Newcastle, whilst Newcastle West have been idle. And I saw Monlean a couple of times. And um, uh, the first time I saw him this year, I thought they were downright damn poor. But I saw such an... It wasn't an improvement I saw in him in, 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 in the, in the quarterfinal with St. Kieran's. It was a transformation. And it was... The type of performance that I have come to expect from Mona Lean. You know, and um, and like they, they beat St. Kieran's comfortably and they beat him yeah, with for 35 minutes with just 14 players. So um they, they are quite formidable and and um look it'll be squeaky bums time, I think. Uh, going down the home straight in 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 in, in Askeaton on Sunday afternoon, Jack. Yeah, it definitely will. It's a really exciting one, and I'll get your prediction for it in just a few moments. But moving on to the, the second um, semi final, Adair and Father Casey's four o'clock in the Castle West. Um, for Father Casey's, it's it's a long overdue semi final. They finally get the monkey off the back or off the back with that win over KP in the quarters. For there, you know, semi-finals are becoming a standard for them. I'm struggling to think that would they have they reached semi-final every year? Um, back up in the grade. In fairness to them, they were beaten in the final last year. Probably haven't been as good this year, but for a dare, they have such a know-how how to win. Kind of like you know, in a Pearstrick in the hurling, that even when they're not going well, they have that know-how, and that's probably the the overriding factor and challenge in the way of Father Casey's coming into Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you, Jack. And um, the big, the, the the big unknown in this, Jack, and you know, we have this semi-final versus 
be, you know, quarterfinal versus semi-final conundrum again, but and it's in Father Casey's favour. But like Father Casey's have almost perennially been involved in the in the knockout stages. And like they hadn't won a knockout game since 2009 when they beat Palace Green in the semi-final. The big question going into um, uh, Sunday's game is how much of a monkey off their back is the win over Kildama Palace Henry? And it was it was a convincing win. Now um, uh, I've seen cases a couple of times this year, and they take an awful lot of boxes for me, Jack. You know I. I, 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 I think they're getting it spot on um, with the transition of bringing the players through for very successful minor under 20 sides. Um, you know, they, they've had so many, so much success at underage level that I think at last they're about to convert it into senior success. And the, the big question is, you know, what will that win over Kildaimo Palace can we do for them? I, I would suggest an awful lot, an awful lot. No, Adair, um, like Adair, you know, is it's um, semi-final day. Being in the semi-finals is home from home. They're, um, you, you know, they they they've they've practically been in them all. They've won three county titles in recent years. Most of these this squad has three county medals to 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 their name. But for this particular competition, Jack, and you mentioned that they may not have been as 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 um, as impressive as usual. Um, the loss of Hugh Burke, he is a talismanic figure in, 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 in the Adair squad, is absolutely huge. The loss of Hugh Burke to anybody, be it club or county, is massive. He's an absolutely fantastic player. And we've, we've seen over the years what, what he brings to the table. And um, I, 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 I think um, he's going to be a huge loss. And... Um, this game, it's 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 so hard to call, but um, I think there's an awful lot of momentum with Father Casey's. Um, they have come to the precipice now, and um, can they make it? Big big question, and um, uh, big big test of them. Like their only defeat in the championship this year, Jack, was a single point defeat at the hands of Newcastle West in the final round. Now you'd say both of them are true, so what? Yeah, but there was a semi-final place up for grabs. Had they beaten Newcastle West? Or I think had they even drawn with Newcastle West, if memory serves me right, that they, that, that they would have got through in scoring difference, I think. I'm not 100% sure on that one. Maybe you'll correct me or confirm it. But they, that, that will give you a sense of the type of season that they've had. You know, they have, they've, they've played six games. They've won five of them. Lost only to the champions by a single point, so they 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 are coming with pedigree. But they are went through their group. You could say probably ambled through their group. Um, uh, really, really, I suppose. Uh, apart from Belly Landers, who actually I I saw their game with Belly Landers, really and really, really put it up to them. Now Kildama Palace Henry put it up to them for quite a while as well. Um, but they, they 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 had to rely on a late point, um, I think, for some Mark Connolly or certainly one of the Connollys from free um, to, to get the better of Belly Landers. But um, I'm not being parochial now when I say this, Jack. I'm only just saying what 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 I've seen during the campaign. And um, 
yeah, look, this, 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 it, it, look, Jack, this, this, Sunday, and rightly so as it should be, is going to be a stamina test than anything they have faced during the group stages. Yeah, for Adair, I suppose Hugh was 20 when they won the intermediate title, and he's probably been the, the spearhead of all the success that has followed through and been the mainstay. So it's probably up to, you know, the likes of his brother Robbie, the Connollys you mentioned, Shane Doherty, like they were out on Ryan. And Ron Costello would have been, you know, key figures in all those wins as well. So it's how do they manage without Hugh Burke? They've done so so far, but I just said they kind of ambled through the group. But the question, I think, the biggest question is for Father Casey is, is all those young players that have come through. Like there is a nice few to know in that team, like Larry Reardon, Dylan Quirk, Shane O'Connell. You know, even Cork Roach is that bit older, but has been there a while. They had so much underage success that like their time is coming. But can they get over Adair, who have all the experience in the world? You know, it's really, really finely poised. Um, oh, yeah. When you were naming, when you were rolling off the Adair names there, you you you, you forgot uh, Jack English. And what about the Lions brothers, Davy yeah, and the Evergreen Mikey, you know, who seems yeah, to want for a, a lot of those. A lot of the Adair team has, you know, remained the same throughout the last six years, whereas for cases I've been adding one or two every year and they look far more settled this year. And, you know, it could be a case that we have terrible weather on Sunday and it could just become a war of attrition. I think that would probably suit Father Casey's a small bit more, but there when they get possession, they don't, they don't give it away very easily. You know, it's, I think we could be looking at, at a, a, potentially and of course, a, re- a replay here. Yeah. And of course, um, you know, Adrian Inwright is absolutely, um, you know, he's he's inspirational um, for um, for um, for father cases. And you've Rory O'Brien inside in the corner, a serious, serious corner forward. Like you mentioned, Carmack Roach, they're really settling in as a centre back, you know, and um, he's he's, you know, he's like. Uh, you've Daniel Daly, who was quite experienced, and you look at the, you look you look at the Father Casey's bench, Jack, and you have such experience as John Reardon, David Ward, Owen Joy to come off it. You know, if if there if 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 if, if it was needed, so um, yeah, I think this is a. I'm not going to give you a hint as to what I'm going to predict. I I can't tell I. I think when I decided, I'm, keep, I'm keeping you in suspense, Jack. Yeah, it's only be a few minutes away. Uh, we will move into the predictions now, Matt. I think we've all or any other businesses uh, gone through, but I'll get the the hurling semi-finals and the football semi-finals off you. Uh, we'll start with the junior hurling um, and Dune or sorry, Dune Drum Broadford versus Patrick's Well. Drum by two. Drum by two. I have drum as well. I'm going to go drum by five. They just seem to have that bit of momentum built up. Uh, St. Kieran's versus Kalidi. Uh, Kieran's by three. Kieran's by three. I I do kind of fancy Kieran's. But I had said the winner of Kalidi and Kokoro will come through. So I'll, I'll stick with that and I'll go Kalidi by one. Uh, semi-finals Intermediate Hurling Championship. Croke Kilfinney versus Palace Green. Croke Kilfinney by three. Croke by three. I have Croke by four. And then the Piercing versus Grana Balangari. Grana Balangari by two. 
Granabel and Gary by two. I have Napier Sheik by two. Um, and then into the senior football championship, and maybe you want might want to elaborate where you're coming with this one, but Newcastle West versus Mona Lean. I'm going for Newcastle West by three points, Jack. I, you know, um, like, like we'll say they, they, the hurling is off the agenda now. You know, they were they were trying to juggle with both of them up till now, and there, there is a considerable crossover. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 going uh, that uh, I'm going that Newcastle West will pull it together for the semi final, and um, that that odd, um, you know. Deep in forum that you mentioned earlier on, that I don't think it'll come on Sunday, um, and I think they'll get over the line. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Newcastle West as well. I'm gonna go by four points. Um, I did mention that blip, but I don't know. We see it this year; they just seem a very determined side, and they would have been hopeful of a double final. So without the hurlers there, I think all the eggs are in the football basket, and they won't have had a chance to. You know, focus on one, but it's similarly from one lean, they'll have a share of dual players and they do have a final to look forward to as well. So, you know, it'd be interesting. We're both going to Castle and then the one I'm sure you've been debating over throughout the podcast, Adair versus Father Casey is probably the most evenly poised matchup we have all weekend. We've been agonizing about it, Jack, as well as yeah. debating. I'm going Father Casey's by two. Father Casey's by two. What'll pull him through? I, I just think that, you know, that the monkey off their back is absolutely huge. I think um, I've seen him this year. I've seen him when they were very good and I've seen him when they were not so good. Um, but there was no hiding in any of the games, Jack, about um, what talented side they are. They're really, really talented side. And I, 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 I think uh, John Colbert and his selectors down there, they, 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 I think they've really got the balance right. And um, um, like they have made the breakthrough um, through the group, uh, through the knockout stages for a reason. And it's because they, they damn well deserve to do it, Jack. And um, yeah, I'm going for them by two points. Yeah, all the signs do seem to be pointing towards Casey's coming through, finally reaching the final, and someone best in a dare in the semis. But I am sticking with a dare um, by two. I just think their know how might get them through um, experience of big days. Again, I, I think the, the momentum is with Casey's, but I just fancy there for some reason. Judging by our predictions, I'm having a repeat of last year's final. You think it could be. Casey's in Newcastle um, in repeat of that final round game. And then to me, the Hurland, you're thinking Granabel and Gary versus Croke. I have the Piercy versus Croke. And then in the junior, Kieran's versus Drum. And I have Khalidi versus Drum, but very cautionary there. Um, I suppose to reference, Matt, last week you moved further clear um, after finally getting ahead. Um, you backed all winners last week. I hope you had a, a bit of money on it. Uh, Kilmallock and um, in the senior and Brough and Monoline in the Premier Intermediate. I, I obviously had Dune and Effin fancied. So, I mean, you're going 55 to 52 clear as we approach the business end of the season. But there's there's still time there yet, Matt, for uh, for me to come back. But you're sitting comfortably up there at the moment. No, no, no. The crown is shaking, Jack. <laughs> the crown uh, yeah, is wobbling. 
it is again all for a bit of fun and just add a, a bit, another intriguing layer between you and I. And I think some people do get enjoyment out of it, but I'm never going. I'm never going against the team. It's always for one team with the caveat the other team might win. But again, we don't okay. poker. One, I'll give you the chance this time. <laughs> we don't kick a ball or or puck a ball. We're only watching on and, and enjoying the games, and you know we're just trying to promote the games after all. But those are our predictions. Um, those are the games this weekend. A load again to go through. Again, congratulations to the teams last week that won championships or, or got the finals. Best of luck to all the teams. We've six Mount Wolverine semi-final ties there to look forward to. There's obviously Shara Junior B and under 21s and all that coming along. And you know, the month's championships aren't that far away. But for now, Matt, I think we'll leave it at there. We're nearly at the yeah, 70 minute just, mark. Just that you mentioned the Junior Bs there now. They're um uh, they're they're very, very near conclu- conclusion. Yeah, Matt's cut off there again. I just have the fixtures up here and I'll start with the football. You have Nakaderi, who were West champions. They beat St. Kieran's. They play Castletown, Ballygrand, um, or Ballylanders. They have to meet in the South final. Kilian Paskenry won the city. They play Ula, who were runners up in the East. Nakan won that and they play in the Pierceik. And then in the other quarterfinal, it's St. Kieran's again against the, the winners of the South Championship. Um, I just give the the rundown there of the football Matt uh, Nakaderi versus Castellon Ballygrand or Ballylanders, KP versus Ula, uh, Kieran's will beat the meet the South um, champions and Nakan versus the Pierschig. I'll let you take the the hurling if you want. Well, no, the the, the hurling isn't as far advanced because um, yeah. you have you have Fedemar will be playing Kildaimo Palace Henry, and Dune will be playing Bally Brown. Yeah. But the West final is due to be on this Saturday. It's on in in um, uh, Sean Finn Park in Ratkeel at four o'clock between um, uh, Nakaderi and Granabell and Gary. Now, the South are a bit behind. The South semi-final between Rory and Glenroe is on tonight in Dune. And the winners will play Brough in the final at two o'clock on Sunday in Paddy Carroll Park in Ballygrand. There'll be a quick turnaround there for whoever gets through it. And just as I say that, it is lashing rain in Ballystein. I hope it eases. It's but bit, yeah, we have... It, a, it's quite dry It's quite dry in Glenroe, but I can see it coming, Jack. Yeah, it is, it is coming your way and it is fairly fierce. A um, couple of under-21 games on tonight, just looking at my fixtures here. Uh, Dune versus Gary Spillane and Cara Devon and the Pierce versus Bally Brown in McNeville Park. Um, obviously last night, Munger and Pastwell played out a draw, but 70 minutes and a half on the clock there, Matt. We've gone through nearly everything. I'm sure there's stuff we miss every week, but um, we'll leave it at that. A huge thank you to you, as always. Thank you to everyone listening and you know, getting involved, asking questions or whatever during the week and during the podcast. Um, we couldn't do it without you. So again, a huge thank you to you, Matt. Um, I'm sure you'll see you at some fixture over the weekend. But for now and for Tree Talk, we'll be back next week. Thank you and good luck. Impression the game, you get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He's just about 
kept in. Oh, well done, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. The more about him, made all the run, that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy 